Hello, friends. This is Phonograph DJ Mac bringing you Centennial Songs. Today, we're talking about George Hamilton Green, the man who legitimized the xylophone and turned it into a serious, respectable instrument. Born in 1893 in Omaha, Nebraska, into a family of multi-generational musicians, George was inundated with music from birth and started piano lessons as a baby. By the time he was four years old, he was being hailed as a piano prodigy. He and his brother Joe were smitten by a chance encounter with a primitive xylophone in 1901. He loved it, he had to have it, and it became his passion. At the end of the 19th century, the xylophone was starting to become more familiar in vaudeville and as a standard instrument for an orchestra. John Philip Sousa had one in his band starting in 1892. George focused on xylophone studying and building instruments. He had no formal xylophone training, which may have helped him forge his own road. In 1906, he had his first public performance at the age of 12 with his father's very successful band, in Omaha's Hanscom Park. He was a hit and played many times with his band and as a testament to his abilities, Master George Green, the whirlwind xylophone soloist, was recruited for his first vaudeville appearance soon after at the age of 13. He studied, performed, and honed his style in his early teens as a young performer, integrating ragtime and foxtrots into the repertoire. In 1914, he was ready to strike out to the big time with a move to the big city of Chicago where his talents earned him acclaim far and wide. Then he was off for New York City and a contract to make records for the Edison Phonograph Company in 1916. He quickly ascended the New York City musicians' ranks due to his sheer virtuosity. He was recruited into Earl Fuller's band, one of the leading ragtime jazz bands in New York City. His schedule swelled as he recorded for multiple companies by day and performed live every night. He formed bands with his brother, and the peppy sound came to reflect the jubilance of a euphoric post-World War I America. He opened schools, published books, and methods for playing the xylophone, some of which are still used today. His recording output fell off in the late 20s, but George went on to work heavily in radio from its very start, and kept going into the 30s, playing and giving lessons, including to a young Lionel Hampton. But of course, tastes change. And as the 30s music evolved, the xylophone was out of fashion, and George was relegated to many jobs as a sideman, until one day, he quit. He walked away, never to strike a mallet again. Of course, it's decades after his death that his legacy is far more appreciated now by those in the Xylo know. So today, remembering George Hamilton Green, the king of the xylophone, here on a Columbia record from May of 1919, is Four Little Blackberries, this week's centennial song. Thank you. 